Yo, welcome back to Views with the Views. It's been a minute and Let's... 30 seconds. <laughs> Bro, how you been? I've been good, eh? I've been, I've been surviving. Um, just going through the last part of this month, which is essentially the wrap up of the year, seeing that we're two weeks from December. My gosh. Um, I think we are, geez. We might be 40 days from Christmas now. What, what's the date today? That's the 16th. So we are 39 days from 39 Christmas. days. Can you believe it? Yeah. My gosh. Viewers, we hope you guys are doing fantastic. Welcome back to Views with a View. It's so great to be back with you, my man. It's been, it's been a, a very long two weeks. I've missed doing this. I've missed having this chat with Sikhe. But yeah, it's good to be back. Yeah, and we've got... I know I say this all the time, but this episode, we, we're going to get a little bit deep. So we're really going to unpack a lot of things that have been, that have transpired over the past two weeks in our absence. And we're just going to catch you up on what's been happening in, in our lives and have a deep, mature conversation yeah. about an interesting topic that we find, we both find, um, you know, has, hasn't been spoken about in in circles yeah and also it's a con- it's a topic that people are afraid to talk about yeah. or ashamed maybe yeah. to talk about especially us guys yeah um okay nonetheless yeah uh, i know you got a few rapid fire questions for us yeah i do let's start let's start off the episode oh on a very very light note oh my gosh i'm nervous right <laughs> Question one, Sihle. Okay. Which celebrity would you rate a perfect 10? In terms of? Just wholesome, like all around. Acting? Doesn't matter. Celebrity, someone that's well known, a public figure that you think encompasses what you would uh, um, rate a person out of 10. Charlize Theron. Why? Um, okay. Uh, she is South African, uh, but that's not the reason why, but... Just her upbringing and how she she made something of herself, you know, from a tough um, upbringing. Mm-hmm. Um, also, she created opportunities uh, for herself that, you know, some people, especially in our generation, uh, find it tough to do because they're so entitled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Charlize Theron went to America to start a career and build a life for herself and yeah, she's become a well-known figure, not only around the world, um, but in certain parts of uh, of uh, the USA, South mm. Africa, of course, and she's starting this cause, you know, trying to build awareness of uh, sexual trafficking, HIV here in Africa. She's done so, so many things over the course of her life. I think she's in her late 40s, Yeah, but she looks amazing. No, she does. Do you, do you think she's also dabbed into the, uh, what do they call it again? That that road in Rodeo Drive, that Beverly Hills 90210, where you go visit a doctor with some uh, special liquid, <laughs> the, liquid injection. The Botox. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Look, okay. um, Hollywood actors have their the way of, about um, handling their vitality. <laughs> But uh, look, you know me. The only way to make sure that you 
got good vitality and longevity is to put in the hard yards. Yeah. Eat well, train hard, train smart. Okay. I know I'm going to get taxed for that. <laughs> what about yourself? Um, mine, perfect 10, Lewis Hamilton. And this goes way back. Because Lewis Hamilton used to date my, my primary school crush, uh, Nicole Schrezinger from the Pussycat Dolls. Uh-huh. I know you yeah. like... <laughs> And I admire that guy ever since then. Yeah. I even I even had, you know, I, I plaited my hair because Lewis Hamilton used to do it. So he's your role model. Yeah. he's, And what he's done over the course of his career, how he's fought to get to where he is today, coming from where he he grew up. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very inspiring. He is my role model, 100%. Okay. So that's incredible. Uh, I mean, what he's accomplished. I mean, I know this past weekend he's a seven-time champion. Uh, that's incredible. So he's your role model. Um, fantastic. I wouldn't say Charlize Theron's my role model. I'm just saying that she's she's a she's she encompasses that ten. Yeah, she does. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. If you were to be an inanimate object for a year, what would you choose to be? Jesus, like a chair or something. Yeah, something that's not alive. An inanimate object. A hammer. A hammer? Yes. Why? Because I crush gold. <laughs> touché. 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 Oh my gosh, Sikhi, you're such a clown. Um, I'd choose to be a Rolls Royce Cullinan, merely because it's class, it oozes class and elegance. Okay, that's a brilliant answer. Yeah, see, now I feel like a tool. <laughs> Is that pun intended? No. <laughs> Okay, moving on. If the last thing you ate was to be the only thing you could eat, how soon would you die? Yo, what was the last thing I ate? I had basmati rice with vegetables and tuna. So what does that mean? That's a healthy balanced meal. So that means I'd have, I'd live a long life. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Okay, the last thing I ate, I snacked on an apple, and you know what the saying, how the saying goes? An apple a day? Keeps the doctor away. Away. Oh, yeah. So I'd live forever. So, look, we're really <laughs> leading you guys in the way of vitality and nutrition. Discovery, if you want to hop on to this podcast, give us a, a ring, eh? Anytime. At views at the view at, at gmail.com. Yeah. Okay, fourth one. Which three words best describe you? Um, easy going. Hyphenated as one word. Yeah, it's one word. Yeah. Um, loyal. Okay. And optimistic. All right. Now that that does fully describe you. Yes. Okay. And yourself? Fun, fashionable, and outspoken. Indeed. Hundred percent. Yeah. I agree. Uh, speaking of being outspoken, I've been outspoken about a lot this weekend. Oh. I'm gonna catch up about it. Don't uh, worry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and the last one. If you could have any animal as a pet, what would it be? Any animal? Yeah. All right. People at home know this about myself. I love um, the aquatics. So I'll get a fish tank filled with uh, different um, animals of the ocean. Okay. We can get like an, a young baby shark or a stingray in there. We're good. <laughs> so a little like a mini... Ushaka Marine World. And an, a, a, a small aquarium. A small aquarium. But okay. I know that's expensive. That's why I'm going to work hard to accomplish that. Okay. 
But I also would like, uh, what are those dogs called uh, that look like a wolf? Oh, huskies. Those dogs are amazing, man. If I could get an actual wolf, that would be cool. Yeah, well, I would get an actual wolf. No, okay, come on, wolf, come. I'll get a wolf because that's my spirit animal. Is it? Yeah, I love love wolves. Just their character and what they... They're all about. Oh yeah, I love I love that. I, it resonates with me. Okay, yeah. Right. Um, just to catch up on a few sporting events that happened recently. So I don't know if you heard, but Peter Bissimani won the Egyptian Premier League in less than fifty days. As as head coach. As head coach of Al Ahly. That guy is the epitome of excellence. That like he worked so hard when he was here. And, in, in South, South Africa. Africa and it's just a testimony of how your faithfulness and your 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 hard yards and your hard work will be rewarded yeah you stay committed to the grind and you don't lose heart when things don't go your way how many people criticize them when he was here yeah I, a lot like probably half if not three quarters of media and foes basically because that guy he's result driven exactly and he, when he puts his head to his, his mind to something, he, he goes down, puts his head down and he goes for it, mm. no matter what. Exactly. And whoever stands in his way, you may not like his response to it, but he's still going to get the job done. Yeah, exactly. He's got his priority straight. Yeah. And if you know what's priority number one, you're not going to be moved yeah. by these opinions. Exactly. Of other people. Of other people. Or of the world, you know, uh, because people and media, this world can throw so much at you, so much flack. Yeah. at you how you respond to that dictates whether or not you're going to move forward in the path that you've set yourself and and it's it's shown because he's one of he's one of the top 50 coaches in the world mm. wow that's one incredible of the top 50 coaches in the world south african born yeah so just it's just testament that we we do produce gold we do in this country and look we also have talented football players um it's just I don't know with the PSL like I don't know what's missing to be honest the culture the culture of excellence well that's actually spot on because if you look at uh, if you contrast it to the EPL and the Bundesliga or the La Liga what do you see there you see a culture of excellence and what actually builds culture and atmosphere is the principles that you put in place yeah so the principles within the south african football association the principles within the psl as a whole uh, yes i know south african sport has a lot of gaps to to you know try and fill and build but i mean we got to start yeah it's got to start it's got to start now mm. and the best time to start it's got to start somewhere and the best time to start is now basically yeah um because you, it, it transcends from not only the sport and uh, and and the systems that are put in place, but it goes beyond that to management and how things are run. Mm. So the way the PSL is set up, it's all about once I've made it in the PSL, I've hit the hit my ceiling. Where that's not true, because they get they get, most athletes that play in the PSL are so relaxed. They feel like they've made it. Yeah. When there's so much more yeah. you could have accomplished, we only have one UEFA Champions League winner, and that's Benny McCarthy. Sure. Sad, really. Yeah, I understand. But yeah, moving on. DJ won his maiden Masters Championship. Ah, uh, Dustin Johnson, what a champ. 
look, he it's well deserved. Obviously, he's not well number one in the world currently. Yeah. Um, and look, I I I had my hopes up for Tiger. Uh, because, so did I. Because he's he's our boy. He's the goat. He's the goat. Uh, but he just he unfortunately had a tough time, uh, this past weekend. But DJ was consistent, um, from the get go. Yeah. And he was focused. How was Tiger's comeback from that past three? No, but he's Tiger's come. You see, this is why we love Tiger. He's a master of comebacks. Sure, guys. On a past three, Tiger scored 10. So that I don't even know how to put it in golf terms because 10 is like 7 over on a past three. And that took his score back to like plus three. And mm. he came back to end the entire tournament uh, one under par. Mm. So, yeah, that was that for me, that was okay. That's goat status. Oh, yeah. That one hole could have broken you and you decided to keep going. That was goat status. But going back to DJ, the resilience, the hard work yeah. he put in, the hard yards. Because yeah. DJ, DJ broke into the pro leagues in 2007. He became a turned pro in 2007. Yeah. And he's been the runner-up or top three, top ten finish in all these big major tournaments. And this year, 2020 has just been his year because he won the FedEx Cup. Yeah. He... He won um, a few. He won two PGA championships, and then now, the one that he's been waiting for, the so Masters. He, so can you say that he fluked it? No. No, he didn't. Hard work. He, he did work hard because there were guys that broke through after him that won majors before him, and he kept on going and didn't. He didn't give. He didn't give in. He didn't break away. Yeah. He just kept believing that he would do it, and he did. Yeah, no, it's it's incredible. Happy for the guy. Yeah. And last but not least, we just spoke about him now. Louis. Lewis Hamilton. Guys, I don't know. I don't know how to even begin describing how excited and happy I was. When he won. When he won. Like, I think on the 52nd, no, 51st lap when I was watching, I was like, ah, my boy is definitely going to win this. Mm. There's no way. And you could, like, see as the race was going, the guys were radioing him, um, you know, to like come in and change tires. Like, nope. He only had one pit stop. Mm. That entire race. Yeah. In wet conditions. Jeepers. Like, nope. I'll, I'll, I'll spare these tires till the end. Uh, he, he's, I think it's fair to say and safe to say that he's the GOAT. He is. No, he, now he's cemented GOAT status. Yeah. Because he's equaled uh, Michael Schumacher's record of seven world championships. He's already extended his own record that he broke and tied. Now it's 93 wins. In the in the, um, in the Grand Prix mm. in Formula One, and yeah, he's also helped Mercedes, uh, Patronus, secure their seventh consecutive constructors' championship. Well done, Louis. Well done. And he's been he's been part of he's he's been part of all seven, although he won the sixth. The other one was Nico Rosberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, but yeah, it's been it's been a lovely weekend of sport. Although there was no EPL. Yeah, I mean, we missed the EPL. Yeah. Um, what I can say was shocking for me was to see New Zealand consecutively lose games against Australia the previous week and Argentina this past week. And you know what that what that goes to show? It it's a testament that they actually aren't really ready to face the Springboks. That's why they didn't want the Springboks in the Tri Nations or in the Super Rugby anymore. Yeah. So that's uh, like, ah, guys, you guys are too good. Go play somewhere else. You think there's a little bit of saltiness? <laughs> there's saltiness, of course. Oh, uh, shit. But look, hey, Michael Schieker, 
Shika, Shika, how do you pronounce your name, mate? <laughs> um, he got axed by Australians, um, and then he went straight into Argentina uh, to try and build something there. And the Argentinas, Tinans, Argentines, Argentinians. Okay. Argentines. Argentines. Argentinians. I think the the yeah, people from, from Argentina. Argentina. <laughs> they they played actually some really superb rugby. Yeah. This past weekend, and um, we saw a little bit of Aussie football uh, in in the game, but um, yeah, New Zealand was nowhere. Uh, like they've got great names. They've got Bowden Barrett, Geordie Barrett, Richie Mawanga. They've got Caleb Clark. Mm. I know some of you guys are hearing me list these names. You're like, who on earth are these guys? These guys are your backbone of New Zealand rugby. They were actually in the World Cup when they won, and obviously the previous World Cup when we won. But uh, they were met by a brick wall of the Pumas or the Jaguars, whatever they call themselves. They're the Pumas, the national squad, the Pumas, and then the Jaguars is that the, the team super in the rugby. Super Rugby. Yeah. yeah, either way, a nice Panthen and um, Amazon cat animal. Thank you to the rest of Sanzar uh, nations that are giving New Zealand a hiding and bringing them back down to earth because they, they still think they're the best thing to happen to world rugby. So to New Zealand, I love I love you guys, but this is where I would quote the famous philosopher, Chance the Rapper, sit down, <laughs> be humble. Oh, isn't that, no, that's not Chance, that's Kendrick. Oh, snap. <laughs> How would you do that to another goat? No, it's, it's Chance the Rapper. No, it's Kendrick Lamar. No, man. I promise you. I guarantee you, it's Chance the Rapper. I am willing to bet the next round of golf that it's Kendrick Lamar. Humble. I, even, I know it. I'll even show you the video. Do you want me to show you the video? No, guys. I'm pretty sure it's Chance the Rapper. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. Be humble. Sit, Sit down. down. Be, it's Kendrick Lamar. I can even name the track list from that album. But, well, let's continue. <laughs> we'll we'll, we'll send this later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Keep your eyes on the views of the Instagram account. He's going to concede it, and I'm going to record him doing that. Okay, oh, moving on. Oh. Guys, look, I'm, I was very emotional watching the last episode of Chasing the Sun. Did you, did you catch up? Did you watch it? I think my silence just... <laughs> it's, it's sure, guys. What an exhilarating docuseries. It's amazing. Yeah. It is. It's it's such a good uh, documentary. Well produced, um, well directed. Directed the, the story behind each episode was, um, personal. Mm. It resonated with each and every South African with what they're going through, their struggles. Uh, it motivates, it inspires, it gets you fired up. Yeah. And it was just unfortunate that it was only a five-part docky. Yeah. But it just goes to show that, hey, the future is bright. It is. For South African rugby. Uh, and it can, be the, it can be so for other sports as well. Yeah, indeed. And uh, big ups to Supersport, South African Rugby Union, 
and all the other stakeholders that are involved in producing such a phenomenal you know ducky series yeah um i think what they would do, what they were trying to do there what they were aiming to do was to change the perception yeah. that south africans had on the springboks because we were still in that slump yeah back in the day yeah but i'm sure every south african is resolute in saying the springboks are the best thing to happen to us in 2019 yeah it just goes to show that you don't know what's happening behind the scenes yeah you guys can see a highlight reel of of something on social media of or yeah on social media yeah and not understand or know the behind the scenes of what's going on within a sporting camp yeah and uh, i mean they they put us the in the loop yeah they, they brought us in the loop they they let us know what's going on with uh south africans at this uh, south african rugby players at that moment the struggles that they're going through and also what they're trying to achieve for the country yeah for themselves and for the country and for the country and great leaders uh, and great teammates the camaraderie and good relationships will bring you forward indeed and speaking of like what they wanted to achieve as a team and for the country um i'm sure you've all those that have watched that tuned in and watched the last episode we all know makazole mapimpi's story and where he comes from now and we we also rasi rasmus's emotional reaction to you know makazole's um background mm. and i'm just going to quote something that he said post production it wasn't even in the series but um spoiler alert if you haven't watched yeah, it yeah but this is in the, in the in the in the episode like it's just another interview that that I caught up on um he what what he had said to Likanyo Am after half time was and I quote I think it's our time to win the rugby world cup not for us but for our people back home mm. and if you go if you remember that episode and know who he is and what he what is about you will know that this wasn't even about him Mm. Mm. And how what I characterize Makazolema Pimpi as is a very selfless, motivated, driven, hopeful and inspirational human being that for because of who he is and his background I don't understand how he is such a motivated and driven person. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It it just goes to show that if you're striving and working for something greater than yourself you're going to leave a lasting impact and you're going to live a fulfilled life mm. if you're always trying to uh feed yourself and 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 you're you're always thinking about what I can achieve on my own for for my being you're not going to live fulfilled you're always going to there's going to be something empty inside of you yeah but if you're in pursuit of something greater something that it takes more than one person to achieve and in this instance it took 23 men and staff members yeah. to achieve that goal mm. and they did it not only for them as a as a squad and as a as a team they did it for 50 plus million people yes 50 diverse south africans yeah. who on the 2nd of november 2019 became the happiest people in the world 100% i even remember that day i was supposed to i was actually attending a wedding but i couldn't i was in the same when it was going on inside i was outside of my phone Watching streaming it. the world cup i remember that day vividly too i was coaching at um in foyes yeah uh, and if you guys live in joburg you know how the traffic can get hectic from foyes and here in joburg in houten 
and we had just finished our, our game and our match and the kickoff was in 10 minutes I was like okay whoever needs a lift I'm leaving now let's go yeah my man I was met with such adversity there was a roadblock <laughs> I turned around to try and evade the roadblock and I went into traffic <laughs> um, that hectic four ways traffic yeah that hectic four ways traffic and I I eventually drove all the way around into Santon, down into Parkhurst, all the way around up Saxonwood, into back to jo um, St. John's, and I got in time for the uh, South African anthem. But when we sang that anthem, our radio started crying because <laughs> it was it was so like it was inspirational. Because I don't know if if you caught it when they were started singing the anthem or the lead up to it. You know when there's a praise warrior from Super Sports, yeah, yeah. the one who passed away, yeah. Yeah, like Rest he, his soul, man. the way he was just introducing the Springboks and Sia Kulisi and yeah. singing praises to... Oh, the, I get you know. goosebumps already. Uh, just thinking about that moment. Indeed. Oh, man. Okay. Um, I don't know. I'm going to highlight one of the funniest, maybe, ways to end the second decade of this new millennium. The 46th presidency of the United States. Guys... <laughs> This this election year has been mesmerizing, to say the least. Um, it's actually quite sad to see a divided nation. Yeah. You know, yeah. one of the greatest nations in this in this in this world. To to be honest, they are. Yeah. Um, and to see them so divided, um, you know, it makes you worry a bit. It does. Look, I I I I am very worried at you know the republicans and like how oblivious they are to since things that should be common like common sense basically mm. like if he lost and there's no evidence to any election rigging and fraud and all that why are you still disputing it why why are you still fighting what are you fighting for then yeah yeah look I don't know. I, I've honestly just tuned out w with that whole re-election uh, and allegations of fraud sort of like debate. Uh, in my in my point of view, the the people have made their choice. Yeah. They've elected their 46 presidents. Yeah. Um, I know people might not really agree with this candidate. But Joe Biden. Joe Biden. And some people do agree. Uh, but I think what gives people hope is that um, this change, having Kamala Harris, did I say it right? Yeah, Kamala Harris, yeah. Um, as the first female um, a person to enter office as... Um, a VP. As VP, yes, as VP, is a milestone that yeah. America has achieved. And I think now it's, it's just going to open uh, pathways and doorways for more people of color more people more women, women. Yeah. as well to step into these positions um that are of great influence yeah and i think these next four years are going to set the tone and the standard moving forward that people can now trust um that women can do the job as much as men can yeah and it will give women more confidence knowing that they are capable of and not to say they're not they are they've always been and yes i just think the way the system's been set up it, it just it's been patriarchal for all these centuries now's the time for it to change it's shifting yeah it's it's forever shifting yes. and 
we we see it now in 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 you know in the role roles of leadership in corporate in corporations yes you know yes um yeah in parliament you see more female ministers and yeah, joe biden's he's already said it out because more than 50% of his incoming cabinet has got a woman demographic in it yeah it's it's good yeah it's really good yeah. um and i look and i know people have differences in opinion that's really okay and i know that you might not agree with certain policies that each candidate might have uh but we you need to look at the character of the the person yeah because to me for me a leader is someone who can bring people together and unite them yeah that's what america needs right now they do need that but what really, what makes me most anxious about the whole transition now the transition phase because this month is where the well, this upcoming month or two months is where uh, the presidency needs to transition and he needs to get briefed into what's been happening yeah you know um what's what's making me very anxious is an imminent civil war during a pandemic oh look I think it's it's safe to say that that notion that sentiment is shared amongst majority of people in the in the U- United States of America and um they it's it's no brainer why they might feel anxious because right now there's a little bit of uncertainty mm. um there's a lot of stress Mm. and that's what anxiety is it's your body's natural response to stress yeah it's a feeling of fear or apprehension about what's to come for instance it may be that feeling that you might have when you go to the first day of school or going to your first job interview or giving a speech it, it may cause people to feel fearful and and nervous and anxious um and a lot of people are feeling that way right now maybe even not about this the whole presidency but in general yeah because of what 2020 has brought and you know it, the, the conditions answer. it set basically yeah um uh, i also feel like what's also making more people anxious is it's a change to what they've known so for the past four years has been republican republican led government and now there's the democrat coming in with a female vice president and the conservatives are not for that yeah. if, if if you know what i mean yeah. and I, i don't want us to get too political about it but those kind of things have now made them so anxious and the thought of it has has even th- put some people through depression because they get depressed thinking ah we were just getting back and i know this is how america was that politics in america was Republicans believe they own America. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's so true. Um and it, and this can all play a role in in one's mental health. Mm. And that's what we will actually need to wanted to chat about today yeah. is mental health. Are you okay um right now? Can you honestly tell yourself that you are okay? Are your friends okay? Are you checking up on them? Um because if you're not um okay if you're not checking up on your friends and if you're not actually speaking out to people about your current mental space you can you isolate yourself from the world and that isolation can lead to depression um but also sometimes we go through seasons and and moments of depression 
And what depression really is, is it's a signal sign that you need to address something deep inside. It's your mind telling you, hey, I'm not okay. It doesn't mean that you're a broken person. Yeah. It just means that there's something off and you need to address it. Yeah. It's like me getting a, a, a pain from my knee. And not dealing with it to, re- to help you or to start the recovery process. Yeah. That pain, that motor neuron response, I know I mentioned this analogy in the previous episode, but that motor neuron response t- is telling your brain, this pain that you're feeling means that there's something off here. Mm. Of, you've torn your ACL mm. and you need to go and go to see a physiotherapist and start your rehab. Yeah. And the same can be said for your mental health. <laughs> when, when you're feeling depressed and anxious, you need th- those are triggers that you need to take hold of and figure out what is going on deep inside. Inside you, yeah. And I'm and I'm 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 sure that depression also like leads you to having triggers, or well, not trigger, but like um you know reaction. You're reacting in certain ways where you just burst out in anger and and, and frustration. frustration. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's that it's that it's that held held up bitterness. Yes. Or anxiety from a past or previous trauma mm. Um, mm. that you've experienced and it could be something that you experienced years ago that you haven't addressed and now that i think about it and sorry for being uh very specific here but it, it it transcends i've seen it transcend in like where i've grown up in community in the community i grew up in and the surroundings how most people end up you know relying on the bottle to deal with their mental health issues mm, and yeah. and that makes it even worse because it's a momentary it's a momentary fix to a long-term problem exactly your your tend to you know fall into things that like you just mentioned are, are momentarily gonna numb. numb that feeling when in fact it's just not going to you know, heal, heal that process. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't deal with it, it's like when we're playing rugby in high school. If we're injured, I'd always get AC joint injuries because obviously of the nature of the sport. And instead of going to see the physiotherapist, we would actually take a Voltaren injection on the shoulder, <laughs> hectic, to numb the pain and just carry on pain. Playing, yeah. And then what happened is that at the end of the season, <laughs> the physiotherapist I think got like six guys coming to see him because of AC joint injuries that they never took care of at the beginning yeah. when they first happened, when they first started feeling symptoms of pain and uncomfortability. Mm. And mm. I think th- that can be equated here to you know, feeling depressed or p- feeling anxious or frustrated is allow those emotions <laughs> to go through its natural process and be mindful of what's going on why am i feeling this way yeah and allow the process to begin and then i th- i also like i want to i want to find out i don't know if you've encountered this but like the negative perceptions people have around therapy you think well i, I i'm sure it is but what do you think like leads them to having those perceptions and and not trying and in in not trying to get the help they need Hmm. I, I, in, honestly I think it's pride especially in us guys is that 
we think that be, because I'm a male and a man, um, I can handle things on my own. And we think that vulnerability is weakness mm. when, when it's not, it's actually strength controlled. Yes. So I think the first step that we need to do is, as, as men and as guys is to be vulnerable with ourselves, uh, with our spouse, with our close friends. Be like, yeah, I, I'm feeling this way and I need to address it. And just like you would go to a doctor if you're not feeling well, yeah, who is qualified to help you treat your symptoms, the same can be said for mental issues. Go and see someone who's, who can counsel you and mentor you and help you through why you're feeling this way. But an- another way that you can do that, I've mentioned it before, is that you can practice m- mindfulness. Yeah. Uh, and what mindfulness is, is that it, it, it can help us during a crisis, but it's, it's being self-aware. It's being conscious of your own knowledge and character and your feelings. The process can be painful, but it actually leads to greater self-awareness. And it's having a skill or, or, or this tool like meditation to help you step into the space outside this world, outside the opinions of others, so that you can tap into the mindset of being more self-aware. And when you're more self-aware, you're able to analyze these thoughts, these mm. feelings, mm. these emotions. Mm. I agree. Because I, I know when I meditate and I'm going through like hectic, you know, anxiety and I meditate, I obviously clear my mind off of everything. Yeah. And then I attack what it is making me anxious on its own. Yeah. Know? And I break it down and I find solutions on how I'm going to deal or, you know, um, face what is making me anxious. Um, and I find that in that time of solace during meditation you actually connect and you you are more calm and you're able to deal with things more calmly afterwards yes because you have a clear mindset mindset yes Yes. because it's about letting go Mm. of control Mm. and knowing what we can influence and what we have no influence over so we have to be able to adapt ride with the waves and bend with the wind and a break and a great practice that we can do is actually uh, pattern recognition. Um, and what I mean by this is recognizing the patterns that um, have led you to this place that you're in right now. Mm. Um, like I mentioned before, it could be past trauma. So, or, you know, trace back those steps and be like, why am I feeling this way? Yeah. And if you practice m- mindfulness and meditation is, is actually... Uh, a way of doing it and I, when I say meditation I'm not saying um <laughs> not that TV nonsense no. you you can practice mindfulness when you're actually working out yeah when you're running when you're playing golf when you're doing your favorite hobbies meditation is just um contact tracing yes. pattern recognition because most of us have this notion that our emotions and when I say emotions I mean like the good and positive positive emotions versus the bad and negative and we think that pushing back those negative emotions is how we should deal with bad uh, situations us guys Mm. especially us guys we can we we feel negative and we push it away which could actually hinder our growth yeah because we think it makes us weak yeah and we tend to have a resistance towards these emotions but if we deal with them well 
and effectively yeah it builds strength instead of breaking breaking us down i agree so you know secretly i i recently um i like lost my father so i've been dealing with yeah of his passing and yeah i found that you know dealing with it and taking time off and you know practicing that mindfulness and like doing doing a lot of meditation has helped me like you know heal and mourn yeah suddenly you know although i'm not over it, but like it's i've gotten better way as in the beginning i was isolating myself yeah i didn't want to be near close people i just cut my social interactions very short and then i found solace in my community my friends my close friends my yeah. family you know um yeah and it's helped me a lot you know overcome in that you know um depression yeah. and frustration because i still had a few things that we needed to hash out yeah my father and i and i i got over it and i trust that hey he's in he's in a better place and it was his time yeah so you know so letting go of what you harbor and what's holding you back what's hindering you yeah is the best way to heal i love i love that you mentioned letting go because i have this analogy right now and the the see there's a funny thing about tension yeah okay think about it this way when you are about to shoot a bow bow arrow yes you pull that arrow back using that rope and what does that um, build it builds tension, tension right yeah. that arrow is ready to fire but if you and if you let go that thing will fly yeah so if you let go of the things that you can't control of you'll set yourself free mm. and you'll actually hit your targets of being free of that anxiety free of that anger frustration free of grief letting it take its process yeah uh, and the healing starting to begin mhm um because if we don't deal with it well then we get caught up in a cycle that we repeat and the process goes all over again when we get triggered from life circumstances which is why we need to be able to recognize our patterns and be able to recognize how oh, okay i'm feeling this way because something's not right i'm not okay let me unpack that because with meditation you you you've got to get comfortable with your thoughts as they are and your emotions as they are recognize how you're feeling analyze and audit it yeah take responsibility yeah if only donald trump was listening to this the idea is that you understand your relationship with that emotion not the emotion itself befriend that and what i mean by befriending that we we can't actually get rid of those emotions we need to pause we need to reflect uh we need to be able to be present undistracted and be able to analyze why am i feeling this way mm powerful stuff there yeah mm. so what what would your advice be to our listeners that are battling with mental mental health issues going through like the most right now uh, look um obviously we we know uh psychologists or psychiatrists psychologists psychologists yeah, yeah. but i can't say what the first step is just to be honest with yourself and be transparent and be like okay i am feeling this way um and i need to find out why why am i feeling this way and the, and the way that we do that 
is by being vulnerable with those who are close to us and then those people can maybe speak into our lives and maybe you can already start that self-awareness process mm. but if if it doesn't happen of automatically and authentically then it might it, it might be you know time that you go and see someone yeah a professional a professional who can actually help you unpack the deepness which inside of that feeling and then that emotion mm. no. um, another way what i find helps me is uh, you know i, I like act- activities i like outdoors adventure i like doing something active yeah so i think it would be to find a hobby that would keep you occupied you know and take you out of um isolation yeah and that would engage you basically and engage you yeah so it could be walking could be doing dishes uh cooking i love cooking as well uh it could be working out whatever it is do some some form of activity that will be, there's actually a relationship between activity and our brain so the more we actually engage in exercise the more our brain neurons start releasing chemicals of endorphins yeah that try to you know start and initiate that healing process makes sense that's why you're always happy after an uh, an activity yeah okay and i i think meditation is one of the key or vital um, tools you could use because firstly it starts with you and if you are able to um, identify and you know point out what what it is what has triggered that state um, that mental state of anxiety that of depression of anger that's the first step mm. being true with yourself being able to go dig deep and find out why does that particular thing invoke this emotion out of you mm. you know yeah so i start meditating start taking time out for you to like just for yourself just take that 10 15 minutes with your thoughts quiet and start dealing start dealing with it yeah and uh, another great practice that you could have for yourself is positive affirmations yeah um if you have a whiteboard i've got a whiteboard in my room write down the key phrases and words that will constantly remind you that the best is yet to come yeah that you're great um that if i constantly put in the hard yards uh the hard work and i remain faithful it will be rewarded that if i prepare someday my chance will come and hey it's not your job to be perfect and speaking of that i wanted to say that people need to stop being so hard on themselves because you are the best version of you. You are one of one. Yeah. There is no other one. There is no other like you. Yeah. So you already are perfect. Yes. Because there is no other like you. Yes. Even if you're an identical twin, if you have an identical twin, your twin may look like you, but they'll never be you. Yeah. Yeah. So stop being so hard on yourself. Exactly. If you realize how powerful your thoughts are, you'll never think a negative thought in your life. 100%. In fact, uh, I think in in psychology they say that it takes 17 positive affirmations to negate one, one negative, negative comment. One. I remember reading something along those lines. Yeah, and and, and I've it's I'm testament to it like it took me a while because I I used to be really hard on myself and I still am sometimes but like I'm hard on myself because I know my potential. Yeah. But not hard on myself that I'm now breaking down myself because I don't think I'm good enough. Yes there's a difference there's a difference between that you are good enough yeah. you are complete um, 
person. Yes. Um, you are unique and there is no one like you. Yes, each day we strive to be a bit better than we were yesterday, but the, the only way that we can always constantly become better is by understanding that we are not perfect. Yes. Um, accepting that. Ex- yeah, accepting that we are not perfect and accepting that we will fail. Mm-hmm. We will fall short. Mm-hmm. But get up. Get back on the horse. Stand every up time. tall and keep going. Because every time. every time you fall, you are building resilience. You're building strength. You're building character. And you're becoming a better version of yourself. A better person mm. of yourself. Mm. Not of somebody else. Mm. I can't be as much as I I, I, I like Dwayne, Durant, Dwayne Johnson... Mm. And I, I, I like I love his character and and what he has achieved in his life. I I will never be a Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. I can be the best seeker that they could, could ever be. That could ever be. Yeah. But I need to understand. I've got my strengths, my weaknesses. I need to strengthen and sharpen my strengths, and I need to own my weaknesses and get better at those. Think your think of yourself as a computer software. Every time you fall, it's a bug. It's a bug that's tripped you. Yeah. But then they fix the software, and they upgrade it, and it comes out better. Yeah, great analogy. Awesome. Right, guys. On that note, we hope you guys have a fruitful week, and yeah, keep in touch. Um, interact with us on our socials. Send us an email on view at gmail dot com. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, or check out our profiles on Instagram and say hi. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Um, But it's been fantastic. Thanks again for tuning in. Cheers.